This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. So would you rather hunt more or hunt smarter? The answer may not be as obvious as it seems. On this episode, I'm going to talk about how you can do more with less time. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and if you have heard me give that intro more than two or three times, you definitely should be subscribed to this podcast by now. Hit that subscribe button, head to iTunes, and leave a five-star review with comment because it is the number one way to help these shows reach more people. If this is your first time... Well, listen up, and we've got lots more episodes on deer hunting and every other kind of hunting you could probably ever want to do, more or less, at newhuntersguide.com. I've got all of the episodes sorted by category and then by theme within those categories, so you can find whatever you might be interested in. All right, let's jump right into it. Now, people think, okay, should I hunt smarter or should I hunt harder? And everybody says, well, let's hunt smarter. Well, that's not the question necessarily that we're looking at and trying to ask today. We're talking about hunting more versus hunting smarter. And, uh, of course, everybody's going to give the same answer, but people are going to say, well, I want to hunt smarter. Well, of course, that's the right answer. Everybody knows that. Nobody wants to give any answer that's not the smarter answer. But there's pros and cons here. And there's more to it than just, you know intelligence. So first I want to talk about some of the pros and cons because there are people, they consider themselves to be very smart hunters, very experienced hunters, and they hunt a lot in deer season. I mean, you know, it seems like they might hunt 30 days a season. Of course, I'm including the archery season in there. And they're spending all this time in the woods and they're big time hunters. They live for hunting. They are all about it, and yet hunting is the type of sport where 
you know, if you're good at it, and I'm talking about deer hunting, if you're good at it, you can only do so much of it. You only get so many tags. You can only shoot so many deer. Where I hunt, you get one buck tag for the year. And you can apply for doe tags, but in most places in the state, you can only get one doe tag. Now, if, you're, if you live near one of the major cities and you're able to hunt near a city where there's little to no public land, you could get more doe tags. And if you hunt near different wildlife management units, you could probably get a second doe tag. And if you're resourceful, you could even get a third. But the majority of people hunting in Pennsylvania, they're going to have one to two deer tags every year. And so we'll just call it two as an average because some people are going to have more. Some people will only get one. But at the end of the day, you get one or two. Now, how many hunts can you do before you fill those tags? So if you're, if you're really good at it and you're really successful and you see a lot of deer and you get a lot of shots, you know, even if you miss half of them, how are you going to hunt 10 times? Um, that's just, you know, this, there's only so much you can do. So, you know, if you hunt really smart and you, you put yourself in the perfect places to get great opportunities, you can only hunt so many times if you actually take shots. Now, there are other states where you can get two buck tags plus an archery tag or, or a gun tag or however it ends up being. So in some states, you can get as many as three buck tags plus doe tags. So you can hunt a lot more. So there is some, you know, there's certainly a lot more you can do there if you've got lots more options and lots more tags. But where I hunt, you're looking at maybe two deer a year is pretty much the limit, the peak that, you know, 98% of the hunters are going to be taking or able to take. So you only have so many hunts. Now, you can, you can try to hold out for the king of the forest, for the biggest deer ever, the biggest deer in the area. You can try to, to just wait and pass and pass and pass, trying to find the biggest deer that's around. And of course, you know, that can, you can be in the woods hunting day after day after day after week after week, trying to get that opportunity. I'm not talking about that. That is not anything I think a new hunter should do and not something most hunters should do. That's only maybe the, the top percentage of hunters that, you know, they've been doing this for a long time. They have taken a lot of deer and they only want to try to go for the biggest buck that's out there. I think most hunters, that is not the case and that's likely not the case if you're listening to this show. So when I'm thinking about hunting and getting out there, I'm looking for the right deer. I'm looking for the deer that fits my objectives, whether that is body size, antler size, or just anything that's not a fawn. Um, you know, it, it, they're not impossible standards. And they're not standards that, that should require months of being in the woods. And so... If you hunt smart, you are not going to hunt very long. All right? You're not going to have 30 sits if you're hunting smart. And, and even in places where you are trying to get the biggest deer in the woods, if you're hunting smart enough, you still shouldn't have to sit 30 times to, to get a shot at the, one of the biggest deer in the area. 
But it all comes down to what is your approach, what's your strategy, how are you going about this, and are you just going to go out there and sit randomly and go places randomly and hope for the best. When you go out and just hope for the best, you know, you you get lucky sometimes, but more often than not, you go home empty-handed and you go home without even seeing anything. So we're trying to hunt smarter, but there's a cost to hunting smarter, and the cost is usually hunting less. You know, if you tag out and go through both two tags in the first four hunts and you're done for the season, then you're done. You Because you've hunted smarter, you've hunted less. You've had less days in the woods because you filled your tags faster. Now, some people, that doesn't appeal to them. When some people in their mind, you know, deer hunting is something you do all season long and you're just out there every weekend or you're out there, you know, X number of days or whatever the case may be. And they're out there even till the end of the season, just hunting hard until the end of September or excuse me, until the end of January. And if you like to do that, well, go for it. But from my standpoint, you know, there's there's no way you can be doing that and be doing it well. Because if you're doing it well, you're, you're not going to have that many hunts. Unless you're just holding out for the biggest deer and you don't care if you don't get a deer. You're just going to hold out until the end. And if you don't get one, you don't get one. And if you just love sitting in the woods and you know hunting is just sort of the excuse or the reason to do that, well, more power to you. I've got nothing against that. But the way I approach it is, you know, I want to hunt smart. I want to get my deer and then I want to go waterfowl hunting and I want to go pheasant hunting and I want to go turkey hunting and I want to go hunt the whole myriad of things that you can hunt in the fall because it's a brilliant time of the year and for me if I tag out in the first two hunts well that's great people are like well but then you're done hunting for the season done what are you kidding me that just freed up all kind of time that I can use to hunt other things so I'm looking at hunting holistically I'm looking at, you know, I will spend no fewer days hunting this season if I shoot my big buck the first day of the season in archery, September 19th or whatever the opening day is. I'm not going to spend any fewer days in the woods if I shoot my deer on the first day because there's so many other things that I'm going to hunt. But if I don't get a deer, I'm going to keep hunting to get that deer because it's a big deal. You know, that's a lot of meat. We eat venison year round. It's a big part of our diet. It's a big part of our freezer. And we got to have deer in order to make that happen. Whereas, you know, you get a couple limits of ducks, that's still only a few pounds of meat. It's just you can't compare what you get to a deer. So deer is higher priority, uh, if by nothing else, than because of the meat factor. But hunting deer is also a lot of fun. So how do you hunt smarter? All right, how, what do you need to do in order to hunt smarter so you can hunt less? Well, one of the big things is you have to know what you're hunting and what you're in the woods to shoot. Okay, if you just go into the woods and you're like, all right, I'm in the woods, I'm hunting, let's see what happens. Well, here's what's going to happen. You will likely get opportunities that you will not be ready to capitalize on. So if you're out there on the first day uh, and you're looking for a buck and a doe walks out and you hadn't even thought about, well, you know, should I shoot a doe today? Should I just sit and wait for a buck? You don't have a plan. You don't have a strategy. 
chances are you're going to let that doe walk and then an hour later be like, man, I really wish I would have shot that doe. And then you may go the rest of the season and not have another opportunity to shoot a doe. And then you end the season without filling your doe tag. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. I've been there. I have been that guy. I've hunted, you know, four days in a row trying to get a buck and then no bucks, but I saw does every single day. I could have shot a dozen of them or more. In fact, in one day I could have shot a dozen. Then I finally did shoot my buck, I think, on hunt number five. And then I went out doe hunting, and I never got another shot at a doe. Now, I didn't spend 30 more days in the woods. I think I did three more. And after that, I just hung it up and went waterfowl hunting. But I never got another shot at a doe. And as bizarre as I had more shots at bucks, I could have shot more bucks. But for whatever reason, I didn't see any more does after that hunt. So you never know what's going to happen, which is why you need to have a plan. You need to know this is what I'm here for today. I'm here to do this. I'm here to shoot anything that walks out in front of me that's legal and of significant size. Buck, doe, whatever. I'm here to shoot a buck and nothing but a buck. And if I go home with nothing, that's fine. I'd rather go home with nothing um, than not get a buck. And you're just going to hold out until dark or whatever the case may be until you get a buck. That's just as fine. I've got nothing against that strategy. Nothing against it at all. Um, But what you have to do is have a strategy. You have to know what are you here for? What are you ready to shoot? What are you planning to shoot? Is it any buck? And I mean, of course, any legal buck? Are you looking for a buck of significant size? Are you looking for any particular antler attributes? Uh, If something smaller than what you're looking for walks up, what are you going to do? And what's interesting is, you know, the first hour you're in the woods, a smaller deer may walk out and you pass on it. But the last hour you're in the woods, you sit there going, oh man, I really wish I would have shot that smaller deer. But you have to set these rules in place before the opportunity to pull the trigger comes before the opportunity to to release the arrow comes. You got to know first, what am I going to do? All right. Am I here for anything? Am I here for a doe? Am I here for a buck? Am I here for what? A big buck, a big doe. Uh, Sometimes, you know, hunters go out, they're looking for a big buck or a big doe because they want meat. And if something small or medium size walks out, doesn't matter what it is, they're passing because they're waiting for a big deer because they want to get as many pounds of meat with that tag as they can get. Absolutely fine strategy. Just have a strategy. What that strategy is, is completely up to you, your objectives, what's fun. Uh, Much of the time I go into the woods, or at least in the past, I've been looking for the first opportunity that I get first opportunity. You know, if I'm out on opening day and I shoot a doe at 7 a.m., I am great with that. Day's done. We got meat in the freezer. And then I've got the rest of the season, as much time as I want to put into going after a buck. 
Or if I'm going out on opening day and my goal is to get a buck, I'm going to hunt afternoon only. And often in the early season, afternoons are the better hunts. So I'll go out, get into the blind or the stand at, um, you know, maybe three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Sun goes down a lot later in the early season. You got to keep that in mind. It's not getting dark at five. So I'm going to get out there early. And, um, you know, for me to shoot a, a deer in the evening is a lot more work than to shoot one in the morning. It's a lot more work. The meat processor's closed. I got to call him and set up a special appointment to drop off. And he's got to leave his house and come and meet me there. And, you know, then I'm going to get home late. I got to clean my gear. I got to get all cleaned up and do whatever tomorrow. Maybe go to work. And so in the evenings when I'm hunting, I'm usually only hunting for bucks if I'm there in the evening. For me, an evening hunt, because to shoot a doe... For me, is it's it's not worth all of the effort and all of the energy unless I've already used my buck tag and I'm there for does, right? But on an early season evening hunt, I'm there trying to get a buck. If I'm hunting in the mornings, I'm usually hunting anything that moves, um, and or whatever I have a tag for. So that's sort of one of the smart things you have to do. You got to know in advance what are you here for. And what are you going to do? Next one. Where are you going to hunt? And why are you going to hunt there? Okay. Just to pick a place is useless. Why? You have to answer the why. Why would I go there? Why would I set up there? Why would I go to this area? Why would I go to this spot? Why, 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 why? If you can't answer the word why, you are not hunting smart. You have to have an answer where you're just hunting randomly. You're hunting hopes and dreams. You're hunting where you think the deer should be. There has to be a why. Why would you go there? Has there been a lot of deer sign in that area? Has there been a lot of activity? Do you have trail camera photos? Have you seen them with binoculars? Have you gone scouting and looked around and seen with your own eyes? Have you seen tracks? Have you seen droppings? Have you seen scrapes and rubs? What what leads you to believe that that spot is worth your time to go and sit at? And you have to look at it as why is it worth my time to go here versus anywhere else? What makes this spot? And if you just say, well, you know, hunting is hunting and hunting is fun and this is fun. So that's where I'm going to go. Well, if just sitting in the woods is fun and, and, and that's all you want to do, then great. You know, I take no issue with that. But if you're in the woods to get a deer and you want to get a deer, then you have to think differently. So why would I go here? And you need to have that answer before you go. All right. You can't just make it up after you get there. Why would I go there? What is the reason? Now, if you've shot a buck there every year for the last 10 years, and uh, that's not a bad reason. That's not a bad why. Every year there are bucks here. You know, I know places where every year there are turkeys there. Come turkey season. They're not really there any other time of the year, at least not regularly. But in turkey season, they're always around in those specific areas. And I know if I go there, my chances of seeing a turkey are good, um, whether I scout that area or not. It's just like a perpetual spring ground for them. The same is sometimes true in the fall for deer. There are certain areas that deer just go to. 
They're just in that area. They're just always there. And if you have some good spots like that, then that's a good reason to go. But that's a reason. You got to have a reason. What's the why? All right. So too many times you just say, well, this should be a good spot. So I'm going to go there and see nothing. Or you go there and you end up seeing, okay, well, you know, the deer actually move over there uh, out of your range and you got the wrong wind and they're using the land like this and uh, essentially you've wasted your time, but you're going to come back another day and you're going to go and set up over, you know, based on what you learned the last hunt, only to realize, yeah, that was just a one-time thing. Deer are not through here regularly. The only tracks in the area are the ones from that one time that you saw them there five days ago. And that's it. So now you've wasted two days. Well, then you think, you know, next year, well, I'm going to go back to that spot right around that time because I saw that movement there last year at that time. And uh, you go there and yeah, there's nothing. It's just an occasional once in a blue moon, the deer move through that area. It's not a core movement area and your why wasn't good enough, right? Because I saw deer here one other time is not good enough. Now it's better than nothing. It's better than nothing, but it's not good enough. Not if you want to hunt smart. Because if you want to hunt smart, you're going to go and you want to set up where the deer are always at. Where almost every day you can expect to see deer through there. Those are the places that you want to go. So often people set up just in a big open area where they can see 150 yards through open hardwoods and they're like, look, this is the perfect spot. Look how far I can see. Yeah, you can see that far. Deer can see that far. Every coyote can see that far and deer are not walking through there in daylight. They are just not going to do it. Not on a regular basis, not consistently because they have no cover. There's no food. And maybe there's oak trees there, so there's food for two weeks. But other than that, they're not going through there, not in daylight. They can't hide. And it's just open season on them, and they know it. And so they're not going to use those areas. Those are great areas for hunters, because hunters can see far. But if you can see far, then the deer can see far. And then the deer are probably not going to come through there because of that. You need to know what the deer want. They want cover. They want food. They need good habitat. They want thermal cover if it's cold. They may need some water occasionally. Nowhere near as much as you might think, though. But if you're in a place where there's just one stream for miles in every direction, well, that's probably a good area. Try to find a crossroads or a trail that goes over that stream. Use the terrain. Use the habitat features. Use whatever's there and, and look for the sign. Just because you think it's a good area doesn't mean it's a good area. You've got to find sign. Sign could be pictures. It could be footprints. It could be all the other things that deer do. But you need to have a reason to hunt there. Next, when are you going to hunt there? The when is a big thing. In some areas, deer are in that area morning and evening. In some areas, they're just there at least during the daylight, morning or evening. In some areas, they may be there midday or mid-morning. They're, they're pass-through areas. And in some days, during the rut, they may be there all day. But what time of day are you going to hunt? When are you going to go out? 
you know, so a lot of people, they do a, an all-day sit in an area that's only really an afternoon spot. Well, you would have hunted smarter if you had gone to a morning area and then at noon or one or two in the afternoon left there and then gone to your evening area. So you hunt, you may have done an all-day hunt, but you hunted in two spots and each spot is geared towards the activity that happens in that area and then your chances are significantly higher. You have much less wasted time. It's kind of like two different hunts, really. And, you know, to sit in the same place from dawn until dusk, you've got scent there. You know, the wind can do all sorts of things. You're putting pressure on that land. And if there are deer just generally in the area, you have a lot higher chances of spooking them out throughout the course of the day. Whereas if you're just in there for a morning sit, then you leave there, you go to another place for an evening sit, you're spending less time in each place, and you're less likely to affect the deer that are there in that hunt over a very long hunt. So you need to know when should you go out, when should you be in the woods, what time of day is the right time of day for that spot. And you're going to know that by a couple factors. You know, is it a near a bedding area or is it near a food source? If it's near a bedding area, it's probably better in the morning. If it's near a food source, it's probably better in the evening. Is it a throughway? What's going on there? And then, you know, of course, sign, pictures, binoculars. When are the deer actually around and moving in that area? You know, I would rather hunt, you know four half days than three whole days. I would rather hunt four half days than three whole days. You're like, well, that's spending a lot less time in the woods. Yeah, but to me, there's a lot more chance of success because that one extra half day and a spot that's perfect for that time of day is going to, to me, be more advantageous than spending just fewer longer days in the woods. Because again, Rarely do you have a spot that's productive for the whole day. Next part, what days in particular are you going out hunting? What days? So, you know, if you got real hot days, hot, sunny, calm, those are not great days to be in the woods. Real cold days, those are much better days. Days following or preceding big weather shifts, those can be real good days. Days right after the temperature has fallen, those can be the best days. Afternoons that are windy with a storm rolling through that evening, those can be really good days to be out. You know, a cold, a cold day with a light rain, that can be a good day to be out. Hot rainy day, not so good. Day where it's just pouring down rain, not so good. And again, in days where it's real hot or just completely and totally calm, not real good. I mean, zero wind is not good. You want some wind and you want to play the wind. You want to set up so that the wind is helping you, blowing your scent away from where you think the deer are going to be. If you have zero mile an hour of wind, then your scent can just saturate that area and whatever litty bitty teeny breeze there may be at any moment can just waft it in any direction. Better to have just a nice 5 to 10 or 15 mile an hour wind that's just keeping your scent going in a constant direction away from where the deer should be. 
So you got to think about those kind of things. It makes a difference. You got to think about the kind of days, colder days, days right after a big temperature drop. Deer feel the cold. They're refreshed by the cold. They're not getting hot as easily walking around. Doesn't matter what time of the season it is. September, October, November, December, January. If it's been hot and then the temperature drops, whether it's dropping from 80 degrees to 60, whether it's dropping from 60 degrees to 45, whether it's dropping from 30 to 20, that little bit of diff that that or excuse me, that significant drop in relative temperature, it invigorates the deer. Now you reach a point where okay, it's just so cold it doesn't matter anymore. In fact, it's so cold actually that where the deer are are going to fluctuate based on where they can find thermal cover. But most people are not hunting in places and times that it's that cold. You get below 20 degrees, I don't think it matters anymore. I don't think it makes any difference a temperature drop. But pretty much every other temperature range, that can make a significant difference to see more deer movement during the day. Next part. You want to hunt smarter so you can hunt less. What part of the season are you hunting in? The different times and parts of the season need to be hunted differently. There's different opportunities. In the early season, evenings are typically best. In October, and as you get closer to the rut, mornings slowly become better. Once you get to the rut, all day is the best. There is no real time that's better or worse. It's just a matter of what spot are you going to. Once the rut passes and you get into the late season, evenings are definitely the better times to be out. You know, you need to wonder and judge the time of the season and also how cover and deer movement fluctuates over the course of the season. Early season, you have a lot of cover. Certain areas can hold a lot of deer. Whereas once you get towards snow in December, then those areas, you know, all the cover's gone. Deer aren't coming anywhere near there. Those deer have moved there somewhere else most of the time. So you need to keep in mind what time of the season is it? When am I going out? What do I do this time of the season? What kind of day? What type of day? What weather days? Why am I going out there? And then how are you setting up in terms of the distance you can see? This is a big one. This is one that I harp on continually. If you've listened to many shows, you've heard this before. But just to be short, I like to set up in places where I can't see further than I can shoot. I just like that. If I'm hunting with a bow, I'd rather not be able to see further than 30 or 35 yards. Because I don't want the deer to be able to see me before I see them. And I don't want to see a deer that's not close enough for me to shoot it. And then that deer just walks right out. Boom, they're 25 yards away. I can see them the second they're within range. And I didn't have to sit there for 10 minutes watching them come in from 300 yards away. Sitting on pins and needles, hoping that they don't turn left or right. Hoping that they don't see me. Hoping that, you know, if I scratch my nose, I don't blow it. And then, you know, after 30 minutes of that, they see me at 100 yards and they're gone. I'd rather not be able to see the deer and the deer not be able to see me until I can shoot it. I feel like I lose fewer opportunities that way. I feel like I lose fewer opportunities. Now, if I'm hunting with a rifle and I can shoot out the 200 yards, 200 yards is still really far. I better have a rest, better be practiced, 
Better really make sure I'm good to do that. Most of the time, it's 100 yards or less is what you're actually going to take a shot at. But either way, if you have a rifle, whatever your max range is that you can effectively, reliably, and consistently shoot while you're shaking, though that's, that's where I want to set my, my field of view distance at. I don't want to be able to see further than that. Because again, I don't want to be able to see the deer until I can shoot the deer. And I don't want the deer to be able to see me. So guys, I hope this is helpful for you. Um, you know, I could keep going, but I think this is a good fundamental baseline of information. And it's not so much about the exact information. It's about changing your thinking. All right. You want to hunt smarter. You want to hunt better. You want to, if you're going to be in the woods, you want to use that time to the best of your ability. Now, some people would say, well, George, I'm just a deer hunter. I only hunt deer and I'm fine to, to be out there all season long hunting nothing but deer. That's great. If that's what you really want to do, go for it. Um, but I would say, listen, hunt as smart as you can. Hunt as hard as you can. Fill those tags as quickly as you can. And then go hunt something else. Just because you have only ever been a deer hunter doesn't mean that's the only fun and enjoyable thing to do in the woods. There are a lot of other things you can hunt in the fall. Don't be afraid of filling your tags before rifle season even gets here. Don't be scared of that. To me, that's crazy. But think bigger. Think outside the box. Think, okay, if I'm not deer hunting, what else could I be hunting? Well, I've never hunted anything else. Well, hey, you come to the right podcast. What else you want to hunt? I've talked about just about everything. Go to the website, go to the different categories, figure out how to hunt something new, fill your tags, and then go out after something else. Go pheasant hunting, go duck hunting, go turkey hunting, go small game hunting, go bear hunting, whatever. Go do something else so you don't spend any less time in the woods, but you keep coming home with more and having more diverse and rich experiences. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. God bless you. Until next time, go get them in the woods. Bye.